Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We have in studio former NHLer. He had 55 fights uh, between the regular season and uh, the preseason of the National Hockey League. Brent Myers, he's the author of Painkiller, uh, and he's our Oilers No headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. So we've established... Uh, Hit the, hit the sauce early at a fairly young age, Brent. Uh, you were a fighter, uh, got into the hard drugs. Yeah. Was that part of it just was part of it just dealing with the job itself, or was part of it just you have a naturally addictive personality? Oh, it's it's probably a little bit of a combination of both. I mean, what I did for the fighting part is I needed to re- a reward system after the game. Because if I was going to go into battle like that, I, I needed to know, okay, I'm going to do this. But after, this is what I get to do. Right. And that's how I sort of survived throughout my career. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because uh, I remember uh, Rocky Thompson got yeah. called up. Yeah. Uh, for, and so Blair St. Martin was in Medicine Hat with Rocky. And Blair was an undersized uh, very, very hard nosed guy. He's a he's a doctor now. I mean, he's a specialist. Like yeah. he, but and he was a little bit crazy in junior, <laughs> and uh, you, I think you know Blair. Yeah. And uh, so Rocky was the guy. Rocky was a really good technical fighter, but not huge, not a big man. Yeah. And he got called up by the Flames, and yeah. I, I know he fought. Um, he he did okay. He beat Matt Johnson. Yeah, he fought Johnson. They were on the West Swing. He fought Johnson, and then he fought Stu Grimson in Anaheim. And yeah. Then, and then Daryl Sutter said, uh, uh, "Hey, hey, Brant, uh, he's going to be coming for you, so be ready." And uh, I've always heard the stories about Rocky, you know. And uh, so I was a little nervous actually. Um, and then, sure enough, as soon as uh, I get out there, I look over and they send him out. And he just said, hey, Mize, you ready? And I said, yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, what happened with Rocky, as you mentioned, he wasn't big enough. So when I was hitting, throwing left hands and he was throwing right, he was coming up about an inch too short. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you catch him. I caught him with a, with a, lucky, with a lucky punch on the chin. And uh, unfortunately, he, uh, he suffered some pretty bad concussions after that. So, and what's interesting is he fought George in the preseason that year. Yeah. And he did great. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, he did good against George. Yeah. You dropped Rocky, <laughs> yeah. and George, like anybody can beat anybody, I guess is the, the kind of deal. Well, nobody's really dropped George. I mean, he's the one guy that you can look at and go, did anybody drop him? He was so you big know, and strong. Yeah. But, and and like, you know he does the show all the time, right? Like, uh, we have him on the show yeah, once. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard George uh, on this a few times. Yeah. He's, he's such a great guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, was it a good thing he wasn't really mean? Well, he called me the next day. And, uh, that after he, after so he knocks the, you out in priest. That's the last fight you ever had in the NHL, yeah, right? Yeah, I was done. And uh, I just remember after my surgery, my phone rang. And it was uh, it was George, and he just said, "Hey, man, you know, I just wanted to let you know." I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" I said, "Hey, I, I know that we're friends, but I would have tried to do the same thing to you, so it's okay, man. Don't worry about it. I'll get over it." Right. You know? uh, so at that point, you're done fighting. Yeah. At what point were you kicked out of the league for good? Uh, it would have been so then. <clears throat> I I got sent down to rehab my eye in yeah. Omaha, Nebraska, 
and uh, it got really dark at that point. And then, um, do you think anything had to do with what happened to you with the fight with George, or is that an excuse? Or no, I I, I think I my I wasn't really an excuse, but I think I was just emotionally, physically finished with everything. Re- right. Rehab, drinking, trying to get sober, trying to make it to the NHL. Blah blah blah. I was just like, I'm done with everything. And a bit of a suicide mission, I think, that I was on. And um, and then I ended up, my last night of drinking was uh, February uh, 18th, uh, 2008, with, at my sister Cher's and her husband Donovan's. And uh, again, I write about it where I, I, just, I was arrested and mm-hmm. uh, the cops were on me. And uh, I don't remember anything other than uh, she was screaming. And, uh, and then the cops took me home and... I woke up and uh, the league called and said, are you ready to go for a long time this time? And I went for eight months treatment. Yeah, they paid for everything. The NHL did? Yeah, eight months. And this is in 08? Yeah, this was in uh, 07, 08. So I went uh, to a place in Astoria, Oregon, where the Goonies was filmed. Okay. <laughs> so I got to go see the Goonies house. So eight mu- because some will tell you to get over an addiction, you need 21 days. Do you buy that? Not a chance? Well, I wouldn't say not a chance. Everybody's different, but Bob, I didn't need a spin cycle anymore. I right. didn't need a thirty-day spin cycle. I needed to rewire my brain, and uh, for what it, for the grace of God, uh, eight months for me, and it was hard because Chloe, my daughter, she was born four days after I got into treatment, and I didn't see my daughter for for the first eight months. Wow. Yeah. So um, when I got out, and I saw her, it was just uh, a really cool moment. Yeah. You know? And I, and at that point. You haven't drank since? Yeah. Well, I had, so out of four, out of 15 years, I have 14 years and nine months. So it took a little bit of a, you know, dip my toe in the water really briefly. But uh, no, I've, I'm, I've been pretty much 99.9% good. Now, and what about the heart? The heart oh, stuff? I haven't had a drug in, I haven't had drugs in 15 years or something. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. no. So uh, which coaches helped you the most al- along the way? Well, you know, I write about that too, about Daryl Sutter. Like my, he really felt like a father figure to me. Um, and uh, I just can't say enough great things about Daryl and the way that he stuck with me. And obviously, I got to work with him as a as an employee in LA, which was really cool, right? You know, um, and Barry Trotz in, in Nashville um, really helped me out with uh, you know trying to get me on the straight and narrow. Yeah, I always liked the coaches that that took me aside and didn't talk to me about hockey. They talked to me about brand, you know, right. and and that's what I really appreciated. So yeah, uh, it, it's interesting with Daryl. I mean, I think I, I told you off air. We, uh, Jerry Johansson, yeah, and myself did an event with Jerry uh, and, uh, and and Daryl in Irma, and uh, you know we were t- we were talking about lots of different conversation points. And at one point, somebody in the audience asked, "Who's the best player of all time?" And uh, Jerry, you know, Jerry said, "Look, he's not the best player of all time, but I have Braden Point. And the message in this is: this guy was a third round draft choice that's gone on to be a fifty goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Never stop believing in where he can get as a player or a yeah. person." And then you know, Daryl's like, "Look, I'm old school. You got to win." So Wayne won, Sydney won. So they're two of the greats. And I looked at uh, Daryl, and all I could think of was what he said after the Flames lost the others last year in the playoffs. He yeah. said we got beat by one player, which was Connor. Yeah. And I'm like, 
except Leon had 17 points in five games, <laughs> so it might have been two players. But I like Daryl. Like I, you know, maybe it's I'm a little partial to the Sutters. Like maybe yeah. it's because I'm an Albertan. Yeah. But it's also because like Cam Moon, who does the games with me along with Jack, Cam worked for the Sutters for all those years, and so Daryl was always really given with time. So I see Daryl differently than maybe yeah. like so, some some people. Oh, he's old school. He's a hard ass. Man, he was in advanced analytics before most coaches in the league were. I mean, look at how L.A. played when they won those cups in 12 and 14. So how did you end up working for the L.A. Kings? Well, first off on the Daryl Sutter thing, come on. I mean, the guy goes in in 2012 and wins a cup in L.A., wins it again another year and a half later, another cup. Then he goes and he wins the Jack Adams Award in Calgary, and all of a sudden, what, six months later, he's a bad coach? I'm sorry, I don't buy that. Um but what was the second part of the question? Oh, I just say it. How did you end up? Good for you. Good for you for sticking up for your guy. At what point did you, uh, how, well, did, how uh, did you end up yeah. working for the Kings organization? Yeah, so um, I was uh, on a vacation. I got out of the gym and my phone was beeping. Back then it was a Blackberry and it was going red. Yeah. And I looked at it and it said, Dean Lombardi, please call me. And uh, I said, oh, boy, here we go. I've been working for this job for eight years, you know. And uh, So so from the time that you quit and got yeah, sober in 08 yeah, yeah. till what were you doing all those years? Oh, I, I ran a hockey academy for uh, Aboriginal students in Calgary called the Greater Strides Hockey Academy. And was that Steve Parsons? Yeah. Yeah. Big Steve. Yeah. yeah. Big Pars helped me out. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh, so anyways, I was doing that and and, and my, I got my finances back in order and my life was going great. I got a visa, I got approved for a car, like all these things that I thought I'd never get in my life again. And uh, he just said, can you fly to LA tomorrow? And I said, yeah. And I got in and he goes, how are we gonna do this? I said, this is exactly how we're gonna do this. I go, Dean, I've been thinking about this for eight years. And I put it on his table and he looked at it and he said, okay, when can you start? And uh, it was a, it was an awesome three years in LA. So basically, explain the job to her because it's yeah. it was unique. It's the only one you're yeah. the only guy that's had this job in the NHL. Yeah. So basically, it was a player assistance director, and all it was was it was like, if if I can put this plainly to the listener. So when I was playing, if Bob Probert was was retired and sober, and he was in recovery, and he was a guy that wasn't attached to the management, he was sort of like an outside liaison, would I have used Bob Probert? 100% I would have used Bob. I couldn't go to the coach, I couldn't go to the GM, I didn't want to go to my agent, I didn't want to go to anybody where that would lower the value of Brant Myers. But with with myself being that guy that was a liaison, and that's why Dean built a, a dressing room right next, or he built my office next to the dressing room away from all management, because he didn't want me to be seen like that. And it took a little while to gain the player's trust, but once I did, then all of a sudden my phone started beeping, right? When we go on the road, hey, Mize, you want to go for breakfast? Hey, Mize, you want to go get a coffee? That kind of stuff. Um, and it was just a support role for any guys that, that may think they have a problem or do have a problem. Yeah. Um, and but and, he, it, it, and obviously they trusted you that it was... Yeah. It never got... Sh- uh, sh- like, what if it was really dire? Like, would it, would Well, it, it almost was. It almost became front page of the uh, LA Times. And yeah. uh, oh, <laughs> I just remember Dean, because I was supposed to go to Boston, and I said, I got to stay back. There's been, an, there's been an issue. And yeah. he goes, oh, God, come see me in the morning. So he goes, I don't need to know who it is. He goes, but on a scale of 1 to 10, how bad is it? I said, well, it would have been a 10. I said, but we got to it a little bit early, so we're okay. It's about a six. And okay. uh, he goes, okay. Then he just, of course, you have a fiducia- fiduciary responsibility not to share the Oh, I would have never. Never well, shared. I, I would have quit before 
ever indulging a name, yeah. right? That's divulging, not, yeah, yeah. Not, never, right? Yeah. And because I was a player, right, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was in that role, so um, I, that confidentiality for me was the number one. Thing. Yeah. Uh, and you did the job for how long? Three years. So when Dean and Dean and Daryl got fired into my into my third year, and Rob Blake took over, and uh, I could see that uh, that Blakey was sort of putting his own stamp on the team, right? Which and is well, that's his. Which is which is absolutely fine. I I love Rob Blake, and I loved the Los Angeles Kings. I had a great time. I'm a big fan of Todd McClellan, but I want Edmonton to kick their ass when he was playing. I hope you understand that. So and, and and Todd, I've never really met Todd, but uh, great guy. Anyways, L.A. was was a super place to play. Yeah. Uh, um, and then the only other team that hired a guy was Brian McGratton in Calgary. Uh, Brad Tree Living hired him to do that role. Yeah, yeah. So and 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 Brian's ironically enough, uh, he 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 got ahead of Brad by about a year because he moved to Toronto last yeah, year. Yeah, he's selling insurance or something. He sat there. <laughs> he sat there. And we're sitting there the morning skate in Toronto, and he comes up to me and he's like, "Hey, what's going on?" I'm like, "What are you doing here?" Yeah. And I go. And he goes, I live here now. I go, you know, with the flames no more. And he goes, yeah, no. Yeah, so, yeah. and he's a guy himself that, as you know, had some challenges in his journey along oh, the way. Yeah, uh, yeah, Brian's done really well. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. All right, uh, we'll wrap up with Brent. Uh, find out what he's done. Uh, obviously, he's written the book. It's called Painkiller. I know he does some public uh, events as well. You're listening to Oilers now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. To this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, we've uh, like 90% sold out our Nashville trip without New West Travel actually starting the advertising campaign for it. Uh, two years ago, we went to uh, Nashville, 75 people. I think I had a drink with all 75 of them, which is ironic given our guests that we've got in studio right now. But uh, yes, uh, we're going to have a hell of a time in Nashville. At the last Nashville trip, uh, Ken Holland, Jay Woodcroft, and Paul Coffey all spoke. Uh, this is Dan Oiter's history for New West Travel. Book your vacation today, uh, newwesttravel.com. Brendan Escott, uh, unfortunately, it was a tough day for the Oiter's organization. Back in 2018, we lost uh, amateur scout uh, Frank Jay passing away. He spent uh, two seasons in the Oiler's organization, but accumulated uh, more than 40 years as an amateur scout. He was just 67. He was one of Keith Gretzky's guys that they brought over, and uh, he uh, did mostly OHL scouting. All right. Uh, we've got lots of text. Brent Meyer is our guest. Brent Myers is our guest, a.k.a. Mizey. Uh, the book is called Painkiller. Kevin says, Bob, this is probably one of the guests you've ever had on. Truly an amazing story. And you can text us. Uh, Brad from Cold Lake says, Bob, Brent has been the best guest of the year. 
Uh, Bob, is Brant's book available in audio? I hate reading. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, from Hacksaw. Is it available in audio? Hey, Hacksaw, it is, and it's in my voice. You it's betcha. In, there we go. Uh, Bob, this is a great interview you're doing with Brent. Keep up the good work. It's awesome. Uh, Brent's story is exceptional. How could I get in touch and see if we could coordinate a chat with some of our players? Okay, well, we'll work on that. Uh, for a U18 thing uh, that uh, this individual wants to get. Bob, great guest, great topic. It's so easy to fall in this world of addictions and then mental illness. I work in this realm all day long, and it's hard once uh, it, uh, up against the pit of addiction. Addiction can happen to anybody at any time. Another texter wants to know, did you get a pension? <laughs> well, I'll tell you the quick pension story. In 2007, when I was out and I was completely broke, like maybe when I saw you at the payphone, yeah, I called the league. I said, I, I said, I, what's my pension? They said, No, 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 don't take it. Don't take it now. Wait till you're 55. I go, Listen, I got to pay a cell phone bill. You think I'm going to wait till 55? Oh my God! So I took my pension, and I get. $2,900 every April <laughs> versus what I would have got if I would have waited. But at the time, I was desperate, right? right. And, and, uh, so anyways, it helps pay with my host taxes a little bit. Okay. How did... Uh, so you, you were with the uh, Kings from 14 yeah. to 17. You did some prior work with uh, yeah. your boy Parsons. Uh, yeah. what, what year did the book come out? 19, uh, 18, 19? No, it came out in uh, 2021. 2021. Yeah. So did, well, you know what? We had... You, we I know we had you on, but I don't think the league was back playing yet when it came out or maybe uh, it was it was okay so, yeah. all right how's the response yeah. to the book been oh I, well nobody knew who the heck i was bob you know this we is knew all, who you were you <laughs> were on our show like uh, this is all word of mouth though quite honestly yeah. with the way that it's sold and you know in the first week uh, it was uh, you know to become a bestseller to me was uh, probably better than scoring my first goal in the nhl yeah yeah, uh, and how many, uh, you, do you do uh, some events that are paid, some events that yeah, you do yeah, lots of events? Yeah, I like. I mean, obviously, it's it's nice to be uh, compensated uh, yes. for that. But you know what, I also, you know, when I go to, you know, an AA meeting, like for me, or I talked to a guy today that... Uh, is just got out of treatment and I said, Hey, I'll pick you up and we're gonna we're gonna go for a coffee. I'm gonna take you to the meeting. You yeah. Know? And yeah. uh all that somebody did it for me, Bob. You're right. So I gotta I gotta do it you gotta for pay it forward. Else. Yeah. Okay. Uh you're not do you work as a consultant for any teams right now? No, I've uh actually put out my resumes last week. Okay. And uh you know, obviously that's dear to my heart, the players. Yeah. Um and uh or something with the uh, NHLPA, with the union, with uh, current and ex-players, yeah. Think you're lucky that you're alive? Oh, God, 100%. <laughs> Were you not legally a couple times? Uh, just once, almost, well, pretty much dead at one point, yeah. That's and they were I, able to resuscitate you? That was uh, the night of the crack cocaine, where yeah. I got rushed to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, they were able to, to bring me back. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty scary. Glad you're here. Glad you're with us. <laughs> Thanks, kinda, buddy. I, I, I've referenced this before. There's no, you know what, you get to a certain point in your life, Brent, there's no enemies. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're just, you're just happy that everybody's breathing at above ground. So, uh, you know, it's been great having you in. We'll, we'll do this again sometime. Yeah. Uh, I want to mention uh, Dave Campbell is our guest host of Inside Sports. Uh, what is it? What, what is, what's it got shaken uh, uh, tonight? Fluid show tonight, it seems. There we go, a fluid show. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Daily Faceoffs, Frank Cervelli, one of the most plugged in men in the business for horse racing in Alberta. 
Uh, it's August, which means Canadian Derby time. Make plans to be at Century Mile Saturday, August the 26th. Tickets now on sale. Visit the Century Mile website. And Jamie Bowen, uh, probably the best lacrosse player ever produced out of the uh, city of Edmonton. The upcoming Minto Cup is about to take place, and Jamie will join us on tomorrow's edition of Oilers. Now, he grew up with uh, Brad Miller and... Uh, Oh, what was the guy's name? Uh, Greg Spenrath and all those guys back in the day. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3. Chelsea Bird with Chelsea Unchet from uh, 3 to 6. Brent Myers, thanks, man. You did a great job. Thanks, buddy. So long, everybody.